When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Don McDonald, and Tom is temporarily unavailable. For some reason. I'm not exactly sure, but um, the we're having a little technological issue. A piece of software didn't install properly, and we're I'm working on that right this very moment. As a matter of fact, Tom, if you're listening... On your smart speaker to Northwest News Radio, uh, which you, you'll hear in a minute because of the huge delay on the internet, you can go and try and dial in right now because I just put the software on through my iPad, which I think might work. So it's certainly worth a try. We'll see if Tom pops in in just a minute or two. But before we work on that, let's work on getting you the phone number, which is kind of important because it's the way you join me or us on Talking Real Money. That number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You call that during the show on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific time, 3 to 5 Eastern, because people call from all over the country to be on the show because of our podcast, which we would like you to listen to, too. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We're going to talk about bonds. Because that's a topic you really care about. But I just literally, literally just now saw this in the Wall Street Journal. And I checked it out, and it's legit. It's nuts. Uh, there is a luxury line of somethings. <laughs> I mean, I'm not rich enough to even care. I, I mean, I'm not rich at all. Um, but I think I've heard of them. Uh, it's a company called Dolce & Gabbana. I'm sure somebody out there has heard of them. I don't know i mean it's you know they're up there with gucci and stuff and they sell really overpriced stuff so i pay no attention to overpriced stuff it's like you know i bought a new car and it's a it's a honda uh i'm driving by all the mercedes and porsches that have the exact same shape as my honda going i did better than you um but this is this would just surprise the heck out of me there was an auction for some luxury brand products Except this was an auction unlike auctions that have gone before, where you actually left the auction owning something of substance. Now, you know, some people, they buy luxury jewelry. And Dolce & Gabbana sold at this auction an extraordinarily beautiful diamond and other gemstone. I think those are rubies. I can't really tell. Tiara, of course, I, I gave up wearing tiaras years ago, uh, and I don't, I don't know anyone who wears tiaras. My, uh, my daughter back when she was ten did, but I, I just don't know many adults who go out and wearing a tiara. But this one you don't really get to wear because it's a virtual tiara. To me, that means it doesn't exist. 
I mean, really, it's if it's virtual, it's just made of little zeros and ones designed to look like a tiara, but it's really just a picture of a tiara. And you can't really wear it unless, of course, you wear like your iPhone on your head. Yet, at auction, this incredibly beautiful, high-end digital tiara or tiara, potato, potato. Oh, my gosh. I can't even say this number. Somebody bought it at auction for $300,000. Now, if that does not illustrate the ridiculousness of this marketplace, this crypto non fungible, artificial, metaversic world of products and, and, and sheer, sheer unadulterated insanity. I don't know what else does. This is absolutely off the charts stupid. And I just don't know how people can keep playing this game. How can it be sustainable? This is I just feel it in my gut. I do. I feel it. And I know I'm not supposed to rely on emotions, but I feel this one in my gut. There's a whole lot of real money that is going to vanish into the pockets of a lot of very clever, clever, and apparently totally legal con artists out there. I mean, sometimes you don't, you sit around and you go, I really maybe I should just create fake stuff and sell it and then you go I don't know I feel too guilty 855-935-TALK Tom and Don are talking real money A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at vestory.com v e s t o r y.com Your guides to a really great financial future Tom and Don are talking real money. I don't get this stuff. I, maybe it's just the, I, maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm old. Maybe that's all it is. It's young people who get it, not me, apparently. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Tom's not available right now. We're working on a technical issue. We're not sure what's going on. And you know what? I'm not that good with tech unless it's a Mac. So, uh, Pete, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Good afternoon. Hey, Pete. What's answer. up, man? Hope you can answer my question without your capable assistant there. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, he's listening, so you know he could always like chime in via text if I mess this up. Right. We'll see if he tweets something out. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a couple of young adult I don't think children. he knows how to tweet. <laughs> okay, I have a go couple ahead. of young adult children that I'm mm-hmm. helping to launch their investing career, primarily through their 401ks and IRAs, and I know asset allocation is important, but when you're just starting out, maybe you start out with a thousand bucks and you're adding 10 bucks a week, 50 bucks a week, takes a little mm-hmm. while for that pie to grow, um, what, what do you do for asset allocation like that? When do you start getting, does it need to get to be a little bigger before you start slicing yeah. that into small cap and yes. value and all the REITs and those things you talk about? 
Absolutely. It's, it's, it's as another host says, with whom I disagree about investing, it's baby steps. We take little steps before we take the bigger steps. Even the littlest step, the first tiny step that we suggest is huge compared to what the industry has traditionally done, which is to try to get young people to pick stocks or the best actively managed mutual fund and then switch around as market conditions change. And that's all foolish. We start with the baby step of either the Vanguard Total World Stock Index ETF or their mutual fund. If you have $3,000, you can start with the mutual fund and do it through, uh, you know, through to whomever. Uh, although what I would do is start them at a brokerage firm like Schwab or TD Ameritrade or whomever with VT, the ETF, because thousand bucks starting there is absolutely a breeze. And there's with most firms, not a commission on that. So you do that and then you buy a share whenever you have what a share is worth. And right now I think a share of VT is $101. So you, whatever you can put a hundred bucks in you, or you just put the money into your cash account. And then when it gets to a hundred dollars, you buy a share. Okay. Okay. That's what I would do at the beginning. You really need to get these accounts up into five figures before you can okay. start to go to the, the small cap value fund, to the emerging markets funds, to uh, a real estate a, a REIT fund, stuff like that. You got to be up in the five figures. The key is just to get started. And when you get started owning 9,000 stocks, you do own some small cap value. You do own some real estate. You've got all the pieces. You just don't have the overemphasis on the pieces that we believe in. But that's for later. It's harder. All right. I have one other question. I know, sure. and I've found it in the past, but I can't find it now. On uh, the Vestry website, you've had an interview form for... Oh, oh I'll show you where that is. Yeah, it's it's at Talking Real Money. I hope it's still there. I'm going to check right now to make sure it didn't get moved because I am no longer totally in charge of the websites like I used to be. But it was at TalkingRealMoney.com slash help, H-E-L-P. There it is. Hey, it's still there. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. Also in the uh, in the menu at the top of the page, it says "Find Fiduciary." That's the uh, the other way to get to it, just by clicking that link. All right, sounds good. All Thank right. you very much, sir. Pete, thanks for being first. Thanks for the questions. We appreciate it. Take care. Eight five five nine three five talk. And Sarah, it's your turn. Hey, uh, great show! By Hi, the way, Sarah. I just found you guys you. like a week ago. It's great. Oh, um, thanks. I have a question. Um, I have both a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. And which one do I max out? That's my question. I don't know if it's helpful, but I'm in a 22% tax bracket. And Mm -hmm. I don't foresee my income to be, like, much different whenever it's time for me to retire. Like, well, getting up the... So I don't know if that's... Um, How far off is retirement at this juncture? Mm, about 30 years. Long time then. Yeah. Okay. Long time. <laughs> oh, I tend... In the 22% bracket, you're right on that... You're in that cuspy area where it's nice to have the deduction that you get with the regular IRA, but the mm-hmm. the, the fact that you're 
you're going to be a great saver means that you're going to likely have a lot of money in retirement, a lot of a lot of assets, and to have to pay mm. that tax then, even if it's at the same rate, sometimes is more painful. Sometimes, oh, yeah. uh, particularly yeah. when you've built up so many assets. Uh, what? <laughs> this is going to sound like a cop out, but what I do in my own life, and what we often suggest, is splitting it, doing both. Okay. So you have a little bit of a deduction today, which allows you to save a little more money. And you've got some money that can continue on that isn't subject to uh, required minimum distributions, which if the law changes, by the way, will be 75 or older for you. Oh, I see. Okay. So I would do both. I wouldn't necessarily max one or the other. I would probably split them down the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's sounds okay. fair. Okay. Yeah, because right, well, uh, we really we we're, we're guessing about the future, Sarah. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. But true. my guess is that tax rates will, and it's a guess, will likely thirty years from now be higher than they are today. Just okay. demographics, I think, show that's a, a yeah. distinct possibility. So then, that's what the Roth is for to shield you. That's from what the Roth is for. Yeah, if rates are higher in the future, then you've got that Roth to uh, to sit there and just grow tax-free. You don't ever have to touch it until you drain the other that you must touch, and then you take it out tax-free. It's lovely. And mm-hmm. tax-free compounding is really, really nice over 30 years. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all that you guys do. Y'all are great. You are too. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate the call. 855-935-TALK is the phone number. 855-935-8255. I'm Don. Tom's uh, at home listening, but we can't get him to connect right now. We don't know why. Something weird happened to the software. So you know how it works with computers. And the problem is we do the show on Saturday. So the people we need to turn to for tech support, they're only open Monday through Friday. So we find out on Saturday we have a problem. And we don't have anybody to call. Although you, if you find out you have a money problem, you have somebody to call all the time. Saturdays and the rest of the week at that same number, 855-935-TALK. It's just the good news is we can discuss these things in in a conversation on Saturdays. So call us, 855-935-TALK, and visit us at TalkingRealMoney.com. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. Welcome back to a little get-together we call Talking Real Money, where we talk about your, well, maybe money. Because this stuff's important, you really have to get this right because it's your future that's relying on the decisions you make today. And the problem is you're making decisions today about what to do with your money and you can't possibly know what's going to happen in the future. So you have to do it right. And that's the reason we're here, to make sure you do it in such a way that you improve your odds of success dramatically. You don't just sit there and hope for the best. You plan for the best. 855-935-TALK. We've got a bunch of lines open right now and Dave on the line. Dave, welcome to Talking Real Money. 
Hi, guys. Hey, Boy, I really like your show. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Very quick question. I bought $10,000 of I-bonds. I know you can only buy 10000 a year. Is that per person in the household? So could I buy 10000 for my wife, 10000 for the kid, and so on? I, yeah, it's per person. Yes, it is a $10,000 per person. And by the way, there's another little kicker. If you get your tax refund uh, issued as an I-bond, you can go up to $5,000 additional uh, if you invest your tax refund. Oh, really? Okay. I haven't yeah. seen a tax refund in over 20 years. So, uh, Well, then you're not eligible. Applicable. But but 10000 per person, <laughs> yep. Everybody has to sign up for their own treasury direct account so everybody has to have a social security number everybody has to sign up and get their own account so you can't just have them in the same account they have to be individual accounts for each human being oh okay glad you said that but it's easy to set up a treasury direct account there breeze right on okay great thank you you guys keep on we'll do, we'll give it a try if i can get tom back on we'll be even better Thanks for calling 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I think the problem is, and this is really, but I'm not smart enough to know this for sure. You see, today, you cannot get what is called, and, and you get you tech guys in Seattle, you're all going to get this. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. My local phone company who put in my fiber line, no longer makes available a thing called a static IP address. A static IP address is that long number with the dots in it. So that anytime somebody wants to connect to my equipment, they just punch in. It's like a phone number. They punch in that phone number, and it's that phone number all the time. What I have is a system that has dynamic IP addresses. So the the, the modems all go out and they make up IP addresses. And they change whenever everything goes down. So um, my guess it, and oh, so what I had to do anyway is I had to go to this company that would give me a static IP that would connect anytime my computer said, hey, Don's on this particular IP. And it was like a, a three words that connected it. Well, what I think happened is I updated all of my Mac software recently, really recently, and for some reason, that application that set the IP address vanished from all my computers, and I tried to reinstall it, and Apple's security software won't let it go back on. So I think that's what the problem is. So I'm going to have to figure out a very creative solution, I believe, next week, uh, because I am this, this band is totally stumped. 855-935-TALK. Uh, we've got lines open for you. Sorry we don't have Tom today. We probably won't have Tom today. You'll probably be stuck with me, but give me a call anyway. Keep me company. 855-935-TALK. When we get back from the break, I do want to talk about bonds because we get a ton of calls, a ton of questions about the bond markets right now and things like, why should I own bonds? How can I find safety? And there was a, a really helpful article that came out yesterday and was printed today in the Wall Street Journal by our good friend Jason Zweig that really does help explain the bond fund market a little bit better and may help just a bit in your decisions as to which bond fund 
to own. And it's all really about, it's about a couple of things. It's about the quality of the bonds, certainly. You don't want junk. But it's also about a thing that we discuss once in a while called duration, the duration of the bonds in the portfolio. So we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. You can call with your questions. They take priority, though. Tom I'm Don McDonald. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You know, we're we're big fans of just kind of telling you guys what's going on here, which is why... Which is why, if you haven't seen it yet, if you want to see last week's show when Tom was in the studio here in Florida with me, it is up at YouTube and it's also up at TalkingRealMoney.com. You can actually watch the video and see. We just let you see stuff. We don't care. (laughs) We don't have a lot to hide. And uh, I just, and this is a message for Tom, but for all of you too. Tom, I just finally figured out how to override the security settings. I know, dangerous thing to do. How to override the security. Because I know this app works on my Mac, the new one. And I think it's working. I think. If it isn't, I'm going to reboot the codec at the top of the hour and we'll try it again next hour. So at least you'll have an hour to harass me. So there you go. So you can try it now and see if you come in. I don't know if you will or not, but it's worth a shot. 855-935-TALK. Talking about money here on Talking Real Money, because that's what we do. It makes sense, doesn't it? Somehow the name kind of coincides with the topic. Dustin, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. I've, um, um, I have certain... Hello? We're looking you at cut out a little bit. 300... Hello? Hello? Sorry, you cut out a little bit there at the beginning. Oh, okay. Okay. I have several houses and I'm looking at selling one of them and it'd be about a $350,000 by the time I'm done. And um, I'm worried about capital gains. I don't know that much about it. Um, I know they say you can reinvest it or you, or you have to reinvest it to, or you you lose a lot of it to, uh, to taxes. Well, you have to do an exchange. You have to do a like-kind exchange. So if it's it's capital gains from real estate, then it has to be reinvested in real estate? Absolutely. Yeah, like-kind real estate. It's called a like-kind exchange. Um, And I'm trying to remember what the – it's either – one of them's 1031 and one of them's 1030. 1031. Tom's here! Ladies and gentlemen, Tom <laughs> has arrived in the building. You know, some days I'm just tired. I get up later and uh, like roll out. Oh, my God, the show is on. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, All right. I'm going to yeah, go now. So, Tom's here, key, so have fun. <laughs> the key is what you just pointed out, though, too, Don, about the like kind. It has to be a property that is similar to the one that you own. In other words, if it's, a, if it's an apartment building, it's got to be something like that, right? You can't just exchange a house for a... a, a, a a tree. What am I looking? At? A tree. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. A, a commercial enterprise. So yes, they have to be. They have to be like. And there are exactly some very strict rules about the, the the period during which you have to identify the property, how long it takes you to buy the property. Um, but 
if you don't follow those rules and it really you do have to find somebody who specializes in 1031 exchanges or you need to do a little, little bit of reading up on them because you want to make sure you do it right. Otherwise, it the gain will all be taxable. I don't want to buy anymore. I mean, I have four houses and this will be then you pay, sell then, one of these. Here's my philosophy on that. You made money. You pay the taxes. It's kind of like having a job. You know, I don't want to pay 25% on my income. I hate paying it. I hate seeing it leave my check. But then I think to myself, I'd be really hungry if I didn't have this job. So pay the taxes. They're, they're- yeah, we have another expression around this. It's called uh, letting the tax tail wag the dog. In other words, the decision should be more about what you're trying to do lifestyle-wise business-wise, financially, rather than saying, I'm just never going to pay tax on that property. Well, yeah, you kind of are, or somebody else is. Eventually, you do. Yeah, yeah, but the good news is it's also at a capital gains rate, which is exactly. is, is, a, is dramatically lower in most cases. And than, that's another reason to sell today, because it's pretty low historically. Yeah, it's low historically, plus you're in a really, really good market. Who knows if it's going to be better in the future, but with interest rates sneaking up, It's not likely to be a lot better in the near term. 855-935-TALK. Call us. At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, just as an aside, it is really, really, really sad that this whole business of computers uh, has be- become so fraught with fraud and and the like that we have to we have to jump through all these hoops to protect ourselves from crooks. It's just so many crooks. So and you know how much work I do on all this. I turn it on and start. yeah, <laughs> and you just hope <laughs> so, for the best. He's like got his yeah. fingers crossed, going, "I hope it comes on today." Um, so let's talk about bonds, Tom, because this is, as I mentioned, this is a huge topic. You, I'm sure, hear about it all the time. We do, of course. Yeah. I mean, you're coming off this quarter that saw the kind of the total, total bond market lost just about 6% in the quarter. And, and Jason's why he's calling it the worst three months since the quarter that ended September 30th, 1980, which is actually a quarter I can remember. Uh, I barely remember so 1980. No, I... Been a while. But here's the other side of the equation. Of course, the yield on the two-year Treasury note climbed 1.6% so far this year. Your 10-year Treasury getting close to 2 But you're looking at your bond mutual funds, and you're saying... Wait a minute. I thought that was the stuff that was safe. I shouldn't be losing money there. Yeah, and and the, but the fact of the matter is, and this is something that's a little hard to grasp, but when rates rise, the value of existing bonds fall. They go down in value because the bond has to sell at a discount to yield a comparable amount to future investors. They don't want to buy a bond and get a half a percent like the 10 years were running. They want to buy a bond and get the near 2% that 10 years are currently paying. So you have to discount your bond to get them to buy it. So that's a, it's an accounting thing. If you don't sell, you really don't realize the loss, but most bond funds have been down. The interesting thing is the longer maturity bond funds have declined more. 
And what we do is we look at a thing called duration. And Jason explained duration really, really well because um, he uh, he was he was a mutual fund specialist back in the nineties, yep. and, and he learned this from from Piper Jaffray. And here's how he explains it: for each year of duration, and right now I am looking at just for argument's sake. The Vanguard Short-Term Bond ETF, BSV is the symbol. It has an a, a effective duration of 2.75 years. It means I got about, about half the portfolio term. High, yep. longer, about half shorter. And here's the way this works. A bond portfolio will lose about 1% for each 1% increase. In interest rates. It's not an exact number, but it's close. So a bond fund with a duration of five, which is twice what the Vanguard short-term bond fund, would fall about 2.5% at a half point, or as we've seen, more than a point, more than a point uh, at two points. So I went and looked at the the duration. The duration is two and three quarters. And what is fascinating is the Vanguard short-term bond ETF declined by about 3%. Yeah. Which is, is that 1.5%. Exactly. So this is a way to look at it. Now, here's the thing you don't want to do with bonds. This is why we have always preached. People say, well, why don't I go to long-term bonds and get a higher yield? No. Hmm. The volatility is not just greater, it's exponentially greater, and you're not rewarded with a high enough income rate to justify that higher risk. Exactly. And so, again, that, the lessons learned, I think, from the first quarter are, number one, just as you said, avoid the longer-term bond funds. We try to keep our duration, you know, no later than nine years, and most of it's more like five. And I was going to say, even nine is long. Yeah, even Just nine out is there. long. Yeah, but we have very little of that. Right. I mean, and so here's another thing you might want to do. Eh, it's going to be painful, but you might want to be, and probably not much, because stocks lost a similar amount actually in the first quarter. Pretty fascinating. Both of them went down. But you might look to see if your stock to bond ratio needs to be rebalanced. Avoid the longer term rebalance. But here are the things I think you shouldn't do. Should not do. I wouldn't do. Number one, because your bond fund has gone down, I wouldn't run out and sell it. No, I'm hearing a lot of that. Like, I don't want no. to be in that anymore. It went down. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, isn't that backward? Aren't you supposed to buy the stuff yeah. that's down and sell the stuff that's up? Exactly. Yeah. Um, number two, I would not use, and please, I this term drives me crazy. I would not run out and buy, using air quotes here, bond alternatives. There really is no alternative to U.S. government bond that is anywhere near the similar characteristics, period. There is nothing. Yes, you could own a bond fund that has a little bit of corporate in it, I guess, and maybe a little bit of mortgage. You could have a little bit of that, but still the core should be U.S. government bonds, which brings me to number three, because I'm seeing this more and more. It's everywhere now. The pundits, I wouldn't listen to them because they're saying it's clear now the 60-40, the 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio is no longer working. It's dead. By the way, it's been killed more times than Rasputin. Because is, we've heard this oh, so many times There's a historical reference that about three people got. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, if you don't know that, type it in. And then get out your own poison, stabbing, mm -hmm. hanging. I, the point of the matter is, 
it has worked for a very, very long period of time. Will there be short periods of time like the first quarter, which it didn't work? Yeah, of course. Will there be short periods of time where anything doesn't work? Absolutely. So get over yourself. Don't run out and sell those bonds. Don't look for the alternative and tune out the noise, which will continue, I can guarantee it, well into this new quarter we now find ourselves. And here's the good part of all this. There is a, a bright side that we keep forgetting. You, this is another reason to have short, shorter term bond portfolios. If you had $10,000 in a short term bond portfolio last year, your income was about $50 a year, half a percent. Yep. Now it's closer to $200 a year. It's almost four times greater which will in the future, not right now, because of course the, 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 the hit is going to hit quickly. The loss yep. is going to hit quickly, but the income stream continues and continues and continues. And over time, that higher income stream will help offset some of the short term loss that you suffered in the bond funds. These, it, it, you know, it's kind of a confusing topic and it's kind of one generally people don't want to talk about because they don't, well, because stocks it confuses are a lot more them. interesting. Well, and it's, stocks are more interesting, but it's an important part of most people's portfolio. I heard you talking to someone earlier about their young adults. I don't know that anyone prior to the age of 40, if they have a decent risk tolerance, should be owning bonds anyway. I mean, over 40, that's a whole different topic, but if you can take the volatility, you're going to want the growth you're going to get from owning a more stock-heavy portfolio. But and if you can't, it's an important portfolio for everybody else. If you can't take the volatility, you need to learn how to take the volatility. That's actually a lesson you can learn. You can learn how to be patient because what you have to do, it requires that you study the markets and discover something fascinating about the equity markets. And that is they have never never lost money, including dividends. All of you folks who talk about the depression, oh, you would have lost money over 40. No, you wouldn't. When you factor in dividends, you would have never lost money in the U.S. stock market over a period of 10 years or greater. Our number is and 85. Yet. And, yet. <laughs> and yet, everybody freaks out. Uh, you know, you got to be patient, particularly if you're young. You know you have more than 10 years. You know you do. Even if you do think you're going to die young, you probably won't. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And we have said over and over again that we believe the the number one goal for your investments should be what? Retirement. Retirement. Yeah. Everything else can be handled in other ways. Retirement, though, is not something you can put off. Well, you can, but you're going to regret doing it, which is why every year for the past like 30, 40 years, <laughs> something like feels that. like it yeah tom and i have been putting together a thing called retire meet with jim zorn okay it was ah, jim, jim was zorn. not available this year but uh everybody else is coming everybody and else should is too coming. it's uh may 4th we'll find another washed up coach may 14th uh in bellevue sorry jim and if you can't make it to bellevue you can go online tickets are on sale right now you only got to pay for the in-person not the online retiremeet.com 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?